for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is March 24th, 2023, and today's guest is Justin Zarr from Bowhunter Dive. All right, here we are back again for another episode of the Fall Podcast. Today's intro is going to be a little different. It's just me on here. Uh, David is actually on spring break this week, so uh, I'm taking the the uh, hosting duties myself, and uh, I, I think I should be able to handle it. But uh, today's episode is 283, so now that might sound a little more than last time we talked, but um, what I realized is that... Uh, when I did one gi- or when we do the one giant mistake episodes, we didn't number them. And when we do like the season twenty two episodes or season twenty three episodes, they don't get numbered. So I actually went back and tallied up all the episodes. So so it sounds like we jumped like twenty episodes ahead, but this is actually episode two hundred eighty three. So uh, yeah, here we are, episode two hundred eighty three. Uh, today's guest is Justin Czar. Justin Czar is uh, one of the founders of Bowhunter Die. It's a web show. They're in season 13, I believe. Um, you can find them on uh, any uh, on a computer or mobile device, uh, Apple TV, Roku, Chromecast, YouTube, and iTunes uh, podcast. Um, these guys do a great job. Like I said, they're in season 13. I love watching their digital stuff. It's I've been watching it for a long time, and that's kind of how I, you know, what you know how I knew the name Justin Czar he's one of the main main uh, hosts on that show and you know when we were at ATA uh we were able to to kind of nail him down for about a half hour or so and talk to him and we get into some stuff uh about 
you know, about a few things, but the majority of it is about self-filming and, and, uh, cause he does a lot of self-filming and, and bow hunter die is, is, uh, is a lot of self-filming stuff. So I, you know, he's been doing it at a high level for a long time and that's why I wanted to pick his brain on that. We get a lot of questions about filming your hunts and, and, uh, self-filming and everything. So I thought this would be a good one to get on here because he does it a lot and has been doing it for a long time. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be today's episode. I do want to get in some partner reads here real quick, and then we'll get right into it. No sense of uh, having a long intro, but uh, Helix Broadheads, if you guys are looking for new broadheads, try out the FJ2s or the FJ4s, the new ones, at helixbroadheads.com. Use the code FALLHX10 to save at checkout. Next is America's Best Bowstrings. You can save $10 off while using the code THEFALL at America's Best Bowstrings. Just got my new Platinum Series on the new Prime the other day. And uh, paper tune and everything. It took me three shots to paper tune it. That's it. Uh, that bow is is shooting darts right now, and the string. I love it. It looks really good on the bow. I'll get some pictures up uh, soon of the bow and the string and everything and how it all looks. So, go to AmericasBestBowStrings.com and uh, use the code the fall to save some money. Uh, Latitude Outdoors. Use the code the fall podcast. All one word, all lowercase at checkout to save. 25% on uh, anything but saddle or uh, method two saddles, platforms, and sticks. So go get any accessories, ropes, Kong ducks, merch, stuff, stuff like that. I think the merch is actually sold out right now, but we're getting we're getting everything ready to uh, put some new stuff out. So that'll be coming as well. Uh, Exodus Outdoor Gear. So uh, just talk to Jake Hofer from Exodus and our new rivals, are on the way here so in the next couple weeks we're gonna be putting those through the paces just getting them out and uh putting batteries in them trying them out and just kind of taking them through the test i do eventually want to do a uh, uh product review on it for the youtube channel and uh see what it's all about so if you guys want to uh, know more about it or uh you know even buy one go to exodus out exodus outdoor gear.com and check them out. Um, next is Method Archery. Use the code FALL10 at Method Archery to save and get some new arrows. David and I just got our new arrows in, and they are shooting flawlessly for me. Like I said, it took me three shots to paper tune uh, my bow with those arrows, and uh, I couldn't even couldn't be happier. So use the code FALL10 at Method Archery. Uh, and then Garmin bow sites. If you guys are looking for a new watch or a bow site for your crossbow or for your vertical bow, go to Garmin.com. And lastly, G5 Prime. Go to G5Prime.com and uh, check out the new bows. We're shooting the RevX 2s this year. I've had some inquiries on what bow they should get and what they should look into in the in the Prime lineup. I'm I'm a big guy on the RevX 2 just because I like the shorter to axle to axle and you know their core cam system is really smooth and awesome now that i'm shooting this bow a little bit more and i knew it was awesome to begin with when i shot it initially but now like actually you know really getting to to get it in the hand and experiment with it it's even better than what i thought the the core cam system the core cam system is literally the only cam system on the market that actively works to reduce cam lean. Prime's cam balancing technology brings the strings and cables in line with each other, making the cam perfectly balanced throughout the entire draw cycle. That is one thing with the draw cycle that I absolutely love on this bow. Um, it is so such a smooth draw bow in the valley. There, To me, there's not a big valley and there's a good stiff back wall. I, Not a big fan of a big spongy back wall and it, it's there. It locks in and, and you're good to go. So 
check them out at g5prime.com if you guys are looking for more uh, information on it. And uh, they got the RevX 4, the RevX 6, and the RevX 2. So check them out. Um, you won't regret it. Uh, before we get into this, though, I do want to talk about uh, the YouTube channel. So go to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, subscribe to that, getting up more ep- video episodes and everything up there. And uh, there will be more content hitting there as far as product reviews, stuff like that. Um, so go to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, subscribe to it so you guys want to watch that stuff. Um, also, the website, fallpodcast.com. Uh, waiting on the garments to get in here so we can get the store launched. But um, also, thank you guys to everybody for, speaking of merch, thank you guys everybody for the uh, the pre-order. We sold a lot of t-shirts for the One Giant Mistake series. And uh, like I said, we'll be doing it again next year. Um, but the One Giant Mistake series t-shirt, we will get those on the website as well. We just want to get a pre-order out there now. So I guess with that being said, go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, leave a written review, and uh, go to Spotify, do the same as, same as you would, you know, Apple Podcast. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got to say. And here is this interview with Justin Czar. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the fall podcast. And today we're at ATA last day, day three, got Justin Czar with us from Bowhunter Die. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me guys. This yeah. is awesome. Greatly I like these cool it. headsets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I tried to reach out to you. We, we were going back and forth a while ago, Yeah, just never got the time to do it. Now wrangled you in here and here we Get are. This, going, yeah. this is good, man. I, I appreciate it. How's the show been for you guys? Good. Busy? Good. Yeah. Recorded a lot of podcasts in the last two days and or three days, I guess, and just meeting a lot of er, seeing a lot of people you don't get to see all the time. That's yes. what's the best thing about the show, in my opinion. So yeah, I, we went out to uh, have a couple of drinks with some friends last night and said the same thing. Like the show part of it, yeah, it's kind of a necessary thing we have to right. do for the business aspect <coughs> of yep. it. Uh, but the best part is definitely being able to see those people that you don't get to see very often. I mean, we're spread out all across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting to hang out with, like, all your friends. This is, I think, I think this might be my 17th or 18th year Holy doing, wow. uh, doing this now. <laughs> what my year gosh. was your first? Well, is it straight I, years? Or yeah. You? Well, I mean, with the exception of the COVID, COVID. year that got canceled, mm-hmm. right? Um, every year since probably 2005, I think, might have been my first wow. show. That's crazy. Yeah. Been doing it a minute, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to see like some of the people that I've been seeing since day one. I told this story last night. You know, I started in in 05 was my first year, so I was 24. Came to my first show. I was with Todd. We were standing in line to get our badges. Todd made us wear suits back in those days. <laughs> we had to like dress up. We were like, and I, I didn't even see some pictures. Of I that. didn't even yeah. own a suit. I didn't own a suit. Todd like, <laughs> we went out and had to buy me like dress clothes to come to this thing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> pants three sizes too big, so they're super baggy. It was terrible. But we're standing in line going to get our badges, and I remember the first guy I ever met. That was like somebody that I was like that I knew was Bill Winky. Okay, oh Bill yeah. was standing right in front of us in line, and Todd had known Bill for a long time, and uh, he was like, you know, hey Bill, how's it going on? You know, they shake hands, and I'm like, oh my gosh, starstruck a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that first year, my first year walking this show floor. I mean, that was like the peak, or around the peak of like the height of outdoor television. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. These people were like celebrities. Like the when you saw mm-hmm. the juries, Pat Nicole, Lee and Tiffany, Jim Shockey. You know, like all these people mm-hmm. that I've been watching forever, and I'm walking the show floor like starstruck, right. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, I remember those days. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I think my first one was like 2010 or 11. It was right before Duck Dynasty came out, and I was talking to Willie Robertson, and I'm like, I'm actually talking to Willie. And then come home, and then 
Duck Dynasty starts playing, I'm like, holy shit. You know, yeah. that's crazy. I was just talking to him and Starstruck. Like there crazy. used to be like you know, celebrities showing up. I mm-hmm. met we met Beth Ben Roethlisberger came down one year. Carson Wentz is here today. Is he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben and, and Brett Kiesel were walking around. We met those guys. Um, guitarist for Zach Brown band, Clay Cook. Like he was here. Like Shawn Michaels when he had his really? TV oh, show. Like, I, I forgot, remember, forgot, I forgot about, that. Dude, about I mean, that. It was awesome. I was like <laughs> HBK. Yes, this is awesome. <laughs> the heartbreak kid. Like just meeting some of these these people. I remember we met Blake Shelton like way before he was ever on like whatever the voice or whatever he's on like he's just walking around the show yeah it's awesome you know because he used to do like hunting videos yeah like he used to be on the prime time videos that we all watch so yeah yeah it's it's changed quite a bit i think over the years a lot more low-key now um i I kind of like it like i do too i really like it yeah i I feel like there's a lot of people still here but it's not like what it used to be yeah you know i do like that yeah because aaron's told me years past that there'd be times you just you look right down this aisle and you couldn't even see the carpet down there. You oh, know, yeah. just the amount of people in yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of it was you know pro shops used to bring, you know they they'd max out their badges and bring all their buddies that would come to to see the celebrities mm-hmm. and get the autographs and check out the new products and stuff. But it just crowded the show up from like the people that are trying to like have business conversations. Right. Yep. So I'm trying to sit down with somebody that I only get to see maybe once a year, talk about things. And for us, we're always dealing with like the marketing guy, who's probably mm-hmm. the most sought-after person in this building. Sponsorship, yep. right? product. <laughs> yeah, so we'd be sitting at a table like this at a meeting, and there's five guys standing, you know, waiting for you to get done. <laughs> so you always felt like you had to Rushed. rush through meetings. This is way better now. I yeah. have a lot, lot yeah. better uh, meetings and more time with people. That's good. Yep. So how was your bow season this year? Awful. Here we go. the bandit right here. we go. This is terrible. Awful, he says. <laughs> Man, I didn't. Uh, I shot one doe this year, and that was it. I didn't even. I didn't even have a close call this year. Really? With anything? Yeah. You know, we're in northern Illinois, so we basically, you know, hunt all those counties, pretty much from really Lake Michigan, from Lake County over to Iowa, all across the top of the state. We've had CWD for probably 20 years now. Really? Um, and, you know, a pretty aggressive program by our state DNR to keep deer populations down. So they mm-hmm. do a lot of sharpshooting, very liberal with tags, very liberal with gun seasons. Uh, we have another one, actually, today's today Friday, I guess, the, there's a gun season yeah. today, tomorrow, Sunday, to end the season Holy in our cow. CWD counties, which oh, is like geez. our fifth or sixth one this year. Um so yeah, deer numbers aren't what they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still some good bucks around. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's you know it's not like it used to be back in the day. The heyday, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's a little bit more difficult. Um, and sometimes you just need luck. You need yeah. a little bit uh, of luck. You you something do. to go your way. And this mm-hmm. just wasn't my year. So you know, I spend a lot of time. You know, my kids are getting to the age where they're starting to hunt. Yep. Um, so I spend a good chunk of my October and even into November this year with my oldest trying to get him a deer yep you know which is cool i don't mind doing it I but it, it takes away from from my hunting time for sure but that's okay like i don't mind it at all it's it's a blast we have a good yeah. time um so we finally were able to get him a deer like mid-november or something awesome. like that nice yeah um, with so a bow yeah. uh crossbow okay yeah yep. <clears throat> yeah so he's damn it's crazy how times have changed you know he's it's 10. It's the third deer he's killed now and a turkey. Wow. I didn't kill you my know? first deer until I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was like 15 when <laughs> yeah. I killed my first one. From 12 to 15, I was flinging arrows like crazy and hitting nothing, you know, <laughs> before I finally killed one. And now That's I'm funny. like, my kid's 10. He's killed three deer and a turkey, 
like all on film. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> so it's just a, it's a different world. That's did, awesome. uh, did, did he give dad any shit this year for him, him getting a deer and, and dad not so much? Uh, yeah, well, I finally did shoot Holds a doe at least, so at least we're even. <laughs> um, but yes, yes. It's so not last, about quality, huh? but it's, it's quality. So last year I didn't shoot a whitetail at all Yeah. because I didn't want to, we just, again, we don't have a ton of deer, yeah. so I wasn't shooting does. I let him shoot a doe. I, you know, I passed plenty of does I could have shot, yeah. but Yes, at the end of the season, he was like, Dad, I shot a deer this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, thanks, dude, <laughs> yeah. I guess. You should be like, bud, look at the wall. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, look at the wall, Look buddy. at my wall. <laughs> yeah. Talk to sure. me in 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. today, I mean, I don't want to take too much of your time up, but I, I do want to talk to you about some self-filming things. You've been self-filming forever. And yeah. It's a love-hate. I self-film a lot. I've been doing <laughs> it for a long time. I hate it. I love it. Um, but... I want to know, like, gear. What do you? What? Let, let's start here. You know, doing self filming. What is the best gear you think now, as we sit here, as far sure. as cameras and and best to utilize and be efficient and still get the kill on camera? Yeah, man, it's that's changed quite a bit over the years. So currently, uh, I'm using a fourth arrow. I've been extremely, extremely happy with their products, and it's amazing to see the growth and the yeah. change that they've had in their stuff since they first came out. So I'm using the the 3.0 shoulder with the talon base. Uh, so I move it around mm -hmm. when I when I move. Uh, I still have the carbon arm that they don't make anymore. It's been replaced by the ghost arm. Uh, essentially the same thing. You know, they just got away from carbon because it was yep. so darn expensive oh, yeah, to make, sure. and they went to that aluminum arm, which is actually lighter than the carbon arm. Uh, with the same you know weight rating on it, so I'm using that that fourth arrow arm. Uh, I just use a small little Manfrotto fluid head, mm -hmm. and then I run a Sony AX something or other, 1000 or something like that. Okay. I think it is. It's a small little. It's a one inch sensor camera, so it's really good in low light. Mm -hmm. um, that's really that's my main setup for my main camera. But but to be honest with you guys, that camera nowadays really only is there for like filming animals in the kill shot yep a lot of my other stuff is done on gopros yeah yeah it's funny you say that because that's exactly the approach i've been taking at it for the last six eight years is like i run a, a mirrorless slr for my main camera and the only shitty part is is that you can't control the zoom no so it's, control, exactly right? yeah. but I've, that's the only reason i haven't done it well and battery too like yeah, battery tough. yep and i've got an external battery that i kind of put on the bottom but I wanted to maximize my money as far as like I wanted good photos, but yeah. I also so I'm like okay I I will I will take away being able to zoom for like good photos and have like a good all around camera. Sure. So I did that, but like everything, GoPro vlogging, my storytelling camera is the GoPro, and then when I get to the tree, that SLR comes out, put it on the tripod, and that's for deer. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. I agree, and I've went super minimalist this year, like. I, I went so minimalist. I was wearing a marsupial bar bino harness, got rid of it. All I use is cables now. Like, I'm going, oh, like, yeah. light, you know. I, I don't think I could get rid of my bino harness. I got so much stuff in it now. It's like I a, know. It's like a mini backpack. <laughs> like, I can't go out without yeah. it. <laughs> just, just slightly leaning forward from the way because the backpack isn't even that heavy, you know. But yeah. I, I tell you, when, when, I, when Aaron's talking about not having that remote for your camera, that, like, scares the death out of me. Yes. To think about, like... Not being able to just one hand that thing is like so. I need two over here. Then the thought of like, oh, that bow is not coming off the hanger in time. If I'm messing over here, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. But I, I mean, when you're that, if you've been that experienced with running one of those cameras for that many years, then it's maybe different. Well, and I'm to the point too where it's like I use a 24 to 105 in the tree unless I'm doing 
you know, field edge stuff, and I might, I might ramp up my lens. But 24 to 105, if the deer's coming in, I just stay wide, point it in the direction, and hope like hell he's in frame. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, Justin, uh, have have you done any messing around with like saddle hunting at all? Yeah, I saddle hunt maybe. 50% of the time, I'd say now. Okay. Yeah. So, so I just talk about that. When I am saddle hunting, I will run the saddle light arm from mm-hmm. Fourth Arrow, yeah. which is which was new for last year. Um, I love that thing for saddle hunting. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, right? So that was that was kind of where I was headed to. Is is now that you've you've kind of self filmed from the tree stand and the saddle. You you favor one over the other. It's definitely easier from a tree stand. Is it? 100%. Oh really? No. Conflicting. Doubt. I think it's easier with a saddle. Ah, oh, no way, dude. That saddle. <laughs> I want to know your. That's well, because you're though. monkeying around the tree, you're going around your bridge and your ropes, and there's just like when you're in a when you're in a stand and that camera's on my right hand side, like it's just it's yeah. everything's open. Yeah. I never run into anything. The only hard shot when you're in a tree is that hard left right. mm-hmm. angle where you're either wrapping around yourself or you're trying to pass the camera between you and the tree. And yeah. That one is a pain. Um, but I've gotten to the point where for most of my stands, I'm since I've been filming for so long, I'm setting them up. Like, if you're not filming, most guys that are right-handed shooters set up their stands to shoot off the left-hand side. Sure. Right? Yep. Think of yourself sitting down. You want to come to full draw and not have to move. Like, they're setting up for that. That's the hardest shot for filming. Yep. So I set my stand so my main shot is either in front of me or to my right. Okay. Right? So it makes it easier to film. Mm-hmm. Now, when my friends hunt my stands, they're like, this sucks. Because, like, <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of what we would normally <laughs> do. Right? Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's easier from, from the tree stand. Um, it's not like it's that hard from the saddle, but yeah. I, no, it's I prefer not. it from the stand. I So he asked me this coming down here, and I'm like, man, it's way easier, in my opinion, from a saddle because I like having everything in front of me. So I, I put my camera arm about hip height, and yep. everything's just right here. The other thing, with when I when I did hunt out of a tree stand, I hated the, the safety harness tether up here, so I ended up getting a rock climbing harness. And I You're would one te- of those guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here but we go. But I hated that damn thing up there because you're always going under it or bringing the. You know, because it deer- wasn't high enough. That's <laughs> everybody's problem. They think they want it. They should put it lower because it's going to be out of the way. But the higher you put it, it actually keeps it out of the way. Well, the only problem I ran in there is the higher I go when I sit down, it just goes tight, and I'm like, I don't you, want that. Well, you don't want it tight. You want it just getting tight. Like, that right height is just So you about, don't fall three feet until hey, yeah. it just grabs hey, you. You yeah. just get that thing so tight, your ass is just hovering about six inches above the <laughs> you seat. You're just kind of dangling there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, um, that's just what I prefer, and I'm, I saddle hunt like crazy now this this last year was my first year doing it and i used to hunt 10 years ago out of a saddle for two years and i couldn't fucking kill anything out of a saddle i yeah. was missing everything high i'm like and they were boat anchors back then that's totally changed oh, yeah. now oh, the gear yeah. yeah i was i right before i was here i was in the cruiser booth mm-hmm. talking to those guys and we had this conversation mm-hmm. where it's like you know saddles have been around forever you know and i'm old now but like i did a ton of like forum stuff yeah. so like late 90s into the early 2000s forums were huge and I can always remember, like, once a year, you'd get a dude that popped on there that would talk about saddles, and yeah. everyone was like, ah, oh, this weird guy right. on that, yeah. a saddle, what the hell is this, you yeah. know? And then, you know, maybe, what, four years ago, something like that, Tethered kind of just, like, came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of revolutionized what we thought about saddle hunting. Yep. And then since then, you've seen all these other saddle companies spring up, whether it's Cruiser, Latitude, Timber Ninja, um, XOP's making some saddle stuff. Like you just got a lot more out there. So I feel like the 
the most innovation that I'm seeing like in the archery and bow hunting space right now really is in the mobile hunting and specifically in the saddle yeah. space. We're seeing huge innovations in climbing sticks and platforms yep. and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, different climbing methods. Now we're seeing all the different packs that are coming out that are specific to saddle hunters. So it's cool to see that innovation somewhere. Yep. Right, and the kind of these companies that are breathing new life into something that's been around for a long time that was always like an offshoot, like that people didn't take seriously. Exactly, yeah. and I was told him this morning, we're walking by and there's like ground blinds over there that basically fold up to like this and you pop it out and it's just like a huge ground blind. I'm like, it's amazing to see how the industry has shifted to lighter, quicker, more efficient, no matter what it is. It seems like, yeah. like I saw, I think it was Redneck, they have a seat that looks like a five gallon pail like this thick and then it like opens up like an accordion and locks and it's a freaking blind seat and i'm mm. like it's like a frisbee when you're hauling it around like yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah you yeah. know it, it, and justin nailed it is it, that's where the innovation is right now mm -hmm. in this industry but if someone's a mobile hunter there's no better time to be able to like have options you know because oh, yeah. like it is you, you get you can go down a rabbit hole you yeah. know what I mean? Just an absolute rabbit hole. And guess what? As soon as you decide on something, they're coming out with something new already. <laughs> exactly. you know I mean? like, or you're watching a million YouTube videos on like how to modify your stuff to do oh something yeah. a little yeah. bit different or more compact or save for a little bit of weight. And yeah, we were at the uh, Elevate Stands is a new company that we were over talking to. And they've got a really cool like yeah. minimalist platform um a tree stand mm. and uh they have a version of it that's like hydro dipped in yeah. camo and we were kind of joking around like how much weight does the hydro dip add <laughs> like for all the weight weenies out there that are worried about every like fraction of an ounce that that's they're gonna awesome. save since it's you camo <laughs> dipped you, since it's camo dipped you cannot put any tape on this yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Right? but i mean you really think about it even you know back when when i got into mobile hunting you know a dozen years ago the option was like the Lone Wolf, Wolf Assault too. Yep. That's it. But guess I've what? I've run and gun with that thing for yeah. years. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll never get rid of that stand. Cause, but it did everything you needed it to do. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? But, like, that was your option. If you wanted to hunt that style, because at that time, like, no one was going to go out and buy 10 of those and just leave them in the woods because... It, it, you know, everyone, it'd be You the never big met dog. Todd Graff, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying ten. 10 of them. Yeah, like 30 of them. Oh, jeez. I've accumulated probably a dozen through the years. Yeah, you really? know, Mostly alphas. Yeah. Um, you know, the assault was always my running gun. Yeah, yeah. You know, lighter weight, hang and bang. Then I got a, a, a Hilo, a Novix Hilo. Mm -hmm. um, which is nice. Which I is have nice. Yeah, yeah, they're great. But I was saying on the way down here, like, I don't know that I'll ever run and gun from a tree stand ever again. Yeah. No, I, I, I will not. No. Like, I just don't see the need for it I'm, anymore. I'm right there with you. This this last year, I finally, my buddy kept talking me in, talking me in, talking me in, try this saddle. Finally, I said, give me that thing over the summertime. And I was like, I'll never say never, but the tree stand probably will not be on the back no. for a long time. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I went to a method two this year from Latitude and, and an X-Wing platform and, I don't see myself going back. Yeah. To something. It's just so, it made it fun again in a way. It kind of like, it bro, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's something kinda, new. Exactly. Yep. And I, I did get sucked into like, okay, I, I want a smaller pack, go minimalist. Like, because my whole thing is I don't like being at the base of the tree and ripping shit out and trying to get up the tree. Like I want to get there, be efficient, quiet, quick, get up, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, you know, try to figure with a camera, camera arm and everything. And it's like, try to. Yeah. yeah, the Say carrying of mean. the camera gear is a pain. I hate it. But 
Man, I'm telling you, compared to what we used to carry around, guys, I used to have a whole separate pack bag <laughs> that I would carry my camera in. The cameras were huge, yeah. right? And they all had big handles and XLR microphones on them, you know, that ran off phantom power off the camera, so they yep. didn't have batteries in them. And, uh, I mean, this stuff was huge. And then you needed bigger camera arms. You know, we started off, there was a company, I remember him being here. It's crazy how many people have come and gone. There was a company called the Hunter Cam Cradle, and he made these camera arms. Really? Yeah, and they he originally made them. It was like a three-piece, like, articulating arm that clamped onto a climber. That's what he made them for. And then he made, like, a tree stand adapter. And, guys, it was a plate, literally a flat plate with two big ratchet straps that you would ratchet to the tree, and then it had, like, a square tube that came out of it, and then you would just clamp the arm onto that. Oh, oh my and the, God. And the problem is if you didn't get it just right, the plate would, would move. So I took my plate and I drilled holes in it and ran a couple bolts through it yeah. just so there was something yep. to dig into the tree. Like, that was the first camera arm I ever used was that. that was We weren't even filming in HD. Yeah. That was SD wow. with old camera for their XA2s or something like that with mm -hmm. tapes. Yep. Todd and I just found boxes the other day of tapes, like big stacks, like 2009 season, you know, and it's like 20 <laughs> When you tapes. think about it, 2009 wasn't long a time it ago, wasn't. you know? Yeah. When I started filming, it was the high eights as well. Like, yeah. we had the high eights, and then you had a deck, and when you had to ingest the, you know, footage, you had to you put it in a deck, and then you had to capture it all. Capture it all, and you had to watch table. the, oh, God. <laughs> you never know if you'd have to, like, jiggle the back of it, and it's like the fucking deck's not working, and you got to watch the whole thing as it captures, you got to hit play in it, and I'm oh, like, this yeah. is, and then Adobe came out with Premiere, and it's like, oh, I got to do is just rip, put some files in here and it's like good i'm like yeah that's yeah. great i remember when we first were able to go to like sd cards and get rid of tapes. oh my oh god gosh. oh my gosh this is amazing <laughs> yep. you know but now we're filming everything in 4k and we got like 20 guys on our team so like the amount of storage we need just to store everybody's footage that they send it is mm -hmm. like terabytes and terabytes worth of storage yeah like, we're buying NASs and hard drives to put it on, and then we're trying to like get rid of stuff we didn't use. But we're like, well, what if we need it next year? Yeah. What if something happens next year? And exactly. I want to reference this one random hunt yep. from this year, so we don't want to delete it. And it's just like gobs and gobs of terabytes of space, <laughs> you know. Because for a lot of us, what most of our team is doing. So I run three cameras, right? I run my main camera mm -hmm. for filming deer and the in the shot and everything. I'll usually have a GoPro with a media mod, just like you've got yep. on like a little kind of like a little selfie thing yep. that I'll use at the truck for doing interviews, my walk-in. I will actually shove that thing behind my bino harness, okay. and, and it works as like a chest rig. Oh, perfect. So when I'm like putting my steps on and climbing up and doing that, then once I get in the tree, I've got a GoPro with an external battery that goes on my his strap, and then that thing's got like a 512-gig card in it. I click it on when I get in my stand, and it runs the entire hunt. Never, really? Never no off. shit. Well, the problem with the overhead GoPro that I used to have before I was running an external battery, GoPro batteries don't last very nope. long. No, tiny, they don't. Especially when it's cold out. So um, the problem was, you know, all of a sudden you're sitting there, deer's coming in. You either forget to turn it on or yep. you go to turn it on, and it's like repairing file oh, or some God. bullshit <laughs> happens yep. on the GoPro. So now we just said, screw it. We all bought big SD cards, like 10,000 milliamp batteries. 
we put that sucker up there and doop, I click it on mm-hmm. and it does not come off. That way it captures everything. Yep. Right? So if I'm calling, if I'm glassing, the minute you spot a deer, like that first reaction, like you're always going to get that. No, that, that, that is you know, nice. That's a great point. So that is can, nice. Yep. And then yep. what we do is like if nothing happened during the hunt and like I'm not going to use that hunt for anything, I just format the card at the end of the hunt yep. and do it all again the next day. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like it. I like the, it. The extra battery, though, that's something that. I'm going to do going into this year because those, ba- you, you're right. Like, I got the new white batteries that are supposed to be like the cold weather batteries. You mm. literally vlog from the truck or whatever in, and then you're doing all your hanging your shit. You get up there and you get maybe an hour in the tree, and then it's like it's a dead. And I don't want to take that off. Right. And it, it is a pain in the ass. It so is. It's like it just is put an external to, battery on. Yeah. To change those batteries in those things, it is a pain, especially when you have, you know, like the media kit or whatever yep. that yeah. is on there. They're a pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Greg over at, tethered showed me showed us this thing and he actually did a little youtube video on it he took an external battery pack like 10,000 milliamp mm-hmm. he stuck his gopro onto that like with just the adhesive mount right one of those quick release and then what he did is on the back of it he just bent like a little piece of kydex and a hook and hot glued it on there so it's all like one assembly yeah and then he just takes that thing and hooks it on his hiss strap when he gets in the tree That's a brilliant idea. and you're done <laughs> done and yeah. then you just turn it on and off you go. Like, I hunted this year a couple all-day sits, and I ran my GoPro off my external battery. One day, it was almost 12 hours, like 11 and a half hours. It ran straight Holy all day. Crap. And I, like, I took a picture me of it. to just run dead roll the whole time with <laughs> yeah. that thing. Just, just taking 12 hours back, giving it to the editor, and be like, somewhere in there midday, well, there's something you're going to yeah, want. I tried. <laughs> the problem with the GoPros, right, is it, is it breaks the clips just because of the file yep. format into like four or five gigs. So you got to, when something does happen, you got like 80 clips. You got to go through and oh. try to figure out where. <laughs> so a lot of times if something does happen and I want to like make sure I got it, I'll just stop it mm-hmm. and then restart. And then I look for that one file that's a weird size. Yeah. And I know it's it's going to be oh, in there. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, that's right? a good idea. Yeah. 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 They, hearing stuff like that, that just comes from experience. Like those little things that make the biggest differences. Yeah. Yes. Because, well, I got sick of like getting home and having like, 80 clips from the whole day <laughs> yeah. and i'm like all right i know i saw a deer it was around like 10 30 yeah so that would be it's got to be in here somewhere <laughs> yeah. you know and you're scrubbing through all these clips just looking for something yep you know and then our yeah our editor gets pissed well like because todd doesn't do any of that yeah okay like he just is like here you go here's yep. everything you figured uh, sd cards just <laughs> yeah. right yeah. it's usually like a baggie <laughs> yeah. of like here's all my sd cards like don't like a little them. dime bag here you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> not a single label not a single sticker on any of them no, just drop it down just, yeah, it's exactly what it is. So I try to be, like, cooler, like, hey, this is, like, I name all my clips. I try to put them in the order I want them to go, like, give them a rough idea. Um, it just ends up turning out better. Like, when you're not editing your own stuff, yeah. it it yeah. turns out way better when you can give the person that is editing it, yeah. like, an idea. Mm-hmm. They weren't there. They don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. when you got to look through somebody's footage not knowing what you're even looking for, yeah. trying to make an interesting hunt out of it, yeah. it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what would you say is one of the more difficult things other than, like, capturing the kill? What was one of the, one of the more difficult things for about self-filming? Um, obviously, capturing the kill is the first thing. But I would say the second thing is, you know, when you look at – let me ask you a question. Who do you think the top three hunting YouTube channels are? Hunting Public, Seek One, and I don't know who – John a blank. Okay, let's just say those two because that's yeah. what everybody's yeah. going to say, right? Do those guys self-film? No. No. No, no. right? Yeah. So the hardest thing about self-filming isn't just capturing – 
the kill shot. It's about capturing everything else that yeah. happens. Yep. To tell Couldn't that agree more. story, that narrative, to build a connection with uh, the viewer, mm -hmm. right? That emotion. The reason that like Seek One and THP do such a good job is because they've got a camera guy that's capturing the interaction between the characters, right? And that's what they are. Mm -hmm. They're characters yep. in a show, whether it's a reality yep. show or not. Um, so th that's how you become kind of like emotionally engaged and yeah. involved with it with a show. It's hard to get emotionally involved when it's one dude with a GoPro in his face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. And it's hard for that guy to try to recognize what he needs to capture in order to tell a good story that's yep. going to resonate with people. For sure. Yeah. So the hardest part is really just thinking about what you need to do and then going and doing it, especially as that season starts to drag out. And you're not filling a tag, and yep. it's cold, and it's dark, and it's like, okay, I got to set up my camera to get this clip, you know, and I just want to get to my stand, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, okay, I got to set my GoPro over here, and I got to walk in front of it, turn on the light, get my saddle on, like that clip, because I'm telling a story, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to just see me all of a sudden, boop, I'm in a, yeah. I'm in a tree, like magic, <laughs> <Here I am. laughs> right? It's capturing all that other stuff. That is 100% the hardest part of self that, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that that is... Out of the conversations we've had here, like that—that's probably one of the best points I've heard about anything we've talked. Like Justin nailed that one. Yep. You know, and and I—I'm a story guy. You know what I mean? Like when I watch something, I want to—I want—I want to see your whole story. It doesn't even really matter to me whether you actually miss or hit the deer alone. You know what I mean? Like I—I I love the process. So the the story is everything to mm -hmm. for it, me. That's my sure. flavor. You know. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Like that, that thing never leaves my side if I'm going glass or anything like that. And it's just like you vlog everything. So, but it's like you said, trying to figure out those different shots that you need that make the self filming a little bit better. Yeah. You know that and you're then almost not getting lazy. It's easy to get lazy. Easy to get lazy. Easy to get lazy. Especially like, dude, when I go home, I'll be home tonight, late tonight. We got two days in our season left. Like it's my last two hunts, guys. I've I've had. 150 hours in a stand in a oh saddle God. this year without killing anything but a doe. So I'm just like running on fumes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like trying to okay charge this, yep. do this, do yet another interview. I got a hundred interviews of me talking like okay maybe today's the day. <laughs> you know. So it's hard because then what you don't want to have happen is when it oh hey it happened right right I killed a deer but oh shit I didn't do all the lead up stuff that yeah. I should have been doing to make a good story and yeah. now I've got to kill. But I don't have a good story. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you're, you're, it's, you know, you're treating it different. You're like, if you had your the way you're acting on October one, you know, instead of killing on the last, you know what I mean? We're like, yeah. you know, right, right off that rip, right in the beginning of the season, oh, dude. Yeah, you're man, we're all full of piss and vinegar. Oh, we're yeah. ready to go. <laughs> with cameras everywhere, <laughs> angles. We got sliders. Out. We're doing star lapses. Yeah. You know, you got, we got it all. You got a drone tracking you while you're walking <laughs> through the cornfield. You know, <laughs> by, by January, it's like. All right, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll be in a stand in a little bit. Maybe yeah. tonight's the night. You only yeah. have your GoPro with a chesty, <laughs> like yeah. no cameras. It. <laughs> it's just like I think, I, I think I'm just gonna use my phone tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> You're like Amazoning like phone mounts for your, you know, your camera arm and everything. Like I think I'm just yeah. gonna roll this yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, speaking speaking about the cell phones, and I I know that that's kind of become a new thing where guys like to film with their cell phones. Where it's like I have so much anxiety of the thought of like. 
if they don't have like two cell phones with them, I can't imagine going, oh, oh shit, here he comes. Got to put my <laughs> cell phone on the camera, Dude, right? You know what I mean? Where yeah, it's like, yeah. so you got to have two. My Wordle, if my <laughs> phone is attached to my bow or something, like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> so it's like they they got to have two, and uh. if you're buying another phone, I mean, shit. Nowadays, the new phones, what? Already eight nine hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. It's like, man, you're almost at a camera right there. Yeah, yeah. And the phone thing is just—I mean, it's fine if you're just a guy that wants to try yeah. to get a shot on film to show your buddies or whatever. Sure. Like, it's cool, but like, if you want to be serious about it, like, the phone thing—it just doesn't. Come I agree. <laughs> I do. I, agree. Use, I will say occasionally. Um, I will use my phone to do some of my B-roll yeah. in the stand. Mm-hmm. The phone takes pretty good video, especially yeah. up close. So if I've got my main camera kind of sitting there waiting for a deer to come, and let's say my bow's hanging way over here, and I want to get like a cool shot of my broadhead or something, and I don't want to take this camera off. I've done and it do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've just taken my phone and yeah. done it and been like, okay, that'll work. Yeah. Like I can deal with that, but like the thought of trying to film like an actual shot with my phone no, i don't know man no, no. especially if it's mounted to your bow i've done the bow mounted cameras before never works <laughs> yeah. you know it's just <laughs> like there's no way to avoid it it's just yeah. it is what it is it is yeah it's 100 you know? percent correct man there, no matter who comes out with what and there's yeah. and plus every time after you shoot no one just instantly takes their bows and, and follows, it follows it. just <laughs> breaks loose and then they're watching you know what i mean yes <laughs> oh, yeah. gotta try to remember to follow it with your bow Oh, and it's yeah. Yeah. and you look like an idiot up there. Not that anybody can see you, but and you're like you, you, doesn't you, matter. You, you, you're up I there. Feel like an idiot. <laughs> you're up there with your with your bow turned backwards, Ooh. facing you, trying to do an interview with this thing. <laughs> uh, been there. I did that one time. No, you hundred percent. Arrow, yeah. arrow, just smacking. Well, no, it was after the shot, <laughs> so there was no arrow. But it feels weird. Like you're vlogging with your bow. It's like your selfie turn stick. Turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, I used to run a GoPro oh. on my bow like a long time ago, like an original GoPro. Really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I man. would run one like right above my stabilizer. Sometimes I would take it and mount it facing back at me, like on the top yep. of my stabilizer yeah. to get that like front mounted thing. Um, or that that shot of you like drawing back, which is a cool angle. I really like that. It's a like cool angle, angle, but I mean, it's just more shit. So on your much bow. shit. Yeah, I gave so up much. on that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I've tried to be as minimalist as yep. possible yep. Yep. with what I carry into the woods. Like, if I didn't, if I wasn't filming, I might not even carry a backpack. Like, yeah, I agree. My backpack is pretty much just filming gear mm-hmm. yep. for the yep. most part. Yep. Maybe an extra set of gloves or my jacket if it's cold. But outside of that, like. I don't have much in it anymore. Yeah, 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 so. yeah for sure. Well, cool, man. I want to be conscious of your time. No, Thank you very good. much. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Yeah, bud. great yep. meeting you guys. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Let me know yeah. if you need anything else. Hell yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks.